welcome to the podcast by Dr. Shushma Singh. Let us start our conversation on Unit 5, Education, Knowledge and Power. And we continue our topic, Cultural and Economic Reproduction. Young mentions that schools not only possess people, they process knowledge as well. The educational institutions, among others, play the most important role in disseminating the dominance culture and in legitimizing and neutralizing power. They shape people's attitudes and ideas and prepare them in a way that they see no alternative to the meanings, cultures and interpretations provided by the educational institutions. School disseminate both formal knowledge as well as the linguistic and social competencies. Differentially to different peoples, students based on their power in society. These competencies are equally required today to get a higher salaried and higher status job. The knowledge which gets selected and organized in the curriculum pertains to both economic property and symbolic property that is cultural capital. Schools play an active role in preserving and distributing both of them. Body treats cultural capital as economic capital, just as the people who are endowed with the economic capital do better those who hold the cultural capital are at an advantage. Cultural capital is unequally distributed and is dependent on the division of labor in society. The selection process occurring in society largely depends on the cultural capital. He argues that it is through the seemingly neutral process of selection and interaction that filtering and the division of students begin from their early years. Schools take the cultural capital, the habitus of the middle class as natural and employ it on all the children of. However, by talking all children as equal while implicitly favoring those who have already acquired the linguistic and social competency to handle middle class culture, schools take as natural what is essentially a social gift that is cultural capital. Cultural capital then becomes an effective filtering device in the reproduction of a hierarchical society. Apple writes, just as there is a social distribution of cultural capital in society, so too is there a social distribution of knowledge within classrooms. 
educational institutions contribute to the inequality by differentially distributing specific kinds of knowledge to different social groups. They process people in accordance with their economic and cultural capital and increase societal inequality. Hidden curriculum is the tactic teaching of students of norms, values and dispositions that goes on simply by their living in and coping with the institutional expectations and routines of schools. Day in and day out for a number of years, it maintains the ideological hegemony of the dominant classes in society. During the socialization process, the child internalizes the rules required to govern the social order. This ideological saturation starts very early in one's life. Apple makes the point that the economically rooted norms and dispositions are actually taught in institutions of cultural preservation and distribution like schools. Young explains that there is a dialectical relationship between access to power and the opportunity to legitimize certain dominant categories and processes by which the availability of such categories to some groups enables them to assert power and control over others. Inequalities in society is sustained and propagated by the transmission of a particular kind of culture. Educational institutions play an important role in cultural and economic reproduction. Educational institutions play a pertinent role as they have a major role in legitimizing and accepting inequalities and in maintaining hegemony. The way economic capital is unequally distributed holds true for cultural capital too. Schools distribute this cultural capital and becomes an important agent in providing legitimacy to categorize and forms of knowledge. It is fallacious to assume school curriculum imparts neutral knowledge. Legitimate knowledge is the result of complex power relations and struggles among class, caste, gender and religious groups. Apple writes thus the education and the power are terms of an indissoluble couplet. Text cannot be treated as a simple conglomeration of facts that are presented in a systematically printed form. The controversy over legitimate knowledge or official knowledge in the school text center around what is to be included or excluded in the text. In the educational curriculum, the knowledge being counted as valid gets that the status through a conscious process of selection. The processes that make any knowledge valid are selection, representation, distribution and reception 
and are influenced by the economy, politics and culture. It is through these processes only that inequality is perpetuated in society. A complex relationship exists between the educational policy and practice and the relations of domination and exploitation of the larger society. It is important to understand the contradictory power relationships that exist at the site of education to assert and to reassert dominant groups' meanings, their representations and their voices. William finds educational institutions make incorporation possible that plays a significant role in maintaining and perpetuating inequality in society. He explains the educational institutions are usually the main agencies of transmission of an effective dominant culture and this is now a major economic and cultural activity. The selective tradition that which within the terms of the, an effective dominant culture is always passed off as the tradition The significant part but always the selectivity is the point, the way in which the which from a whole possible area of past and present certain meanings and practices are neglected and excluded. The more crucial point is here that some of these meanings are reinterpreted, diluted or put into forms which support or at least do not contradict other elements within the effective dominant culture. This ensures total incorporation in the unequal social order. Apple rightly depicts the role of hegemony because of which the role of educational institutions in reproducing the inequalities goes unchallenged. Their reaction is neutral or it supports the mainstream tradition as the ruling ideology is not imposed. If only the dominant culture has been represented then overcoming it, challenging it must have been easy. Williams points out that the meanings and forms are reinterpreted to suit the dominant culture, thereby leaving no room for resistance to spring up. The resistance is this process if co-opted. We need to understand the processes through which perspectives and the ideas of one group are given more values than the others. Make the former group more powerful than the later. This politics of knowledge Apple averse is the politics of compromises. Dominant sections of society do not use physical force or direct impositions to make their world view legitimate. They assert their power by co-opting the different and the divergent views in the educational curriculum 
though subsequently it favors their selection of the society only. For instance, the educational curriculum does not omit the knowledge of the dominated sections as that can make the exploitations clear. The curriculum reflects them also but in a feeble way, disenfranchising them for or positioning them under the patronage of the powerful sections. Education for this reason is a powerful medium as it legitimizes and neutralizes the power. These compromises give it a democratic facet, thereby increasing its authenticity and they occur at the level of political and ideological discourse. The knowledge that is taught in schools the pedagogic practices that teachers adopt, the teaching learning processes that happen in class, the curriculum are a few sites of struggle. Constant struggle for voices representations happen over curriculum, teaching and policy. They are the result of various political, cultural and economic activities, struggles and compromises. The textbooks when studied critically reflect the priorities of various groups. They signify the selection and organization of knowledge. These educational processes are always the result of such compromises where dominant group in order to maintain their dominance take the concerns of the less powerful. This becomes an effective strategy of co-opting the dissident voices so that the cultural and the economic reproduction of inequality continues. Now let us conclude the unit. In this unit we have made the point that what happens inside the educational institution is intricately linked to the economic, social and ideological structures outside it. The educational institutions, their policies and the processes are the connected to specific economic and political structures. By serving the interest of the dominant section of society, they contribute to the societal inequality and also help these sections in maintaining the social order in their favor. They are able to do that through the formal knowledge as well as the dispositions that is the cultural capital that are learned in such institutions. This formal corpus of school knowledge becomes a form of social and economic control through the overt and the hidden curricula. Schools play an important role in selecting, preserving and fostering the conceptions of competence, ideological norms, do's and don'ts, status of knowledge and values. Control over knowledge increases the ideological dominance of one group over another. We have made the point that knowledge is constructed and it reproduces the status quo. 
the knowledge is used to legitimize the operation of power in society. Here we wind up the conversation and we have come to the end of the unit. Thank you so much for choosing this podcast.